Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, today we are going to have a little bit of a salad type of show with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Some interesting topics. One is a, well, actually it's how to assassinate someone in a cafe, at a cafe. How did that go? (laughs) A new type of cyber war. Very interesting. Our guest is going to talk about that. Also, France bans incest. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, The Windsor family. How about that topic? That's another topic we're going to be talking about. And we're going to try to cover as well the Jewish holiday of Tubishvat, which falls this week. And it is a holiday of trees, of rebirth. It is an amazing, fun, wonderful holiday. All that coming up. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over the world, from all over the United States and Israel, of course, Australia. Germany, Argentina, Algeria, hi there in Algeria, Colombia, the United Kingdom, and other places around the world as well. It's really nice to see you all here. I want to say about Australia, every time I see the name of your country, I I think, oh, my heart goes out to you from the tyranny that you're under. And we're starting to feel that, uh, you know, the noose is getting tighter here in Israel and other places around the world as well. And we looked, you know, what is Australia doing? That's probably what's await- what awaits us and, of course, China. And I did a very, very interesting interview with someone from Australia. He is an advisor uh, to two different governments in Australia, and he joined me on a video interview. And I really urge you all to watch it. It was quite fascinating and... Um, also, he's like really good looking too. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a grandmother and I, I don't have any ulterior, ulterior motives here. In any case, uh, watch the video. You can go to our webpage at israelnewstalkradio.com and click on our videos and you'll find all of our latest videos there. Also, another really interesting one I did with someone who became a drug dealer and then went to prison and only then did he find God and the Torah and became an Orthodox Jew. So very, very interesting stuff to watch. Um, I really recommend you go to watch our new video interviews. They're really, really fantastic. Go to IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and click on the videos. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. 
and he's here to talk to us about a salad of different subjects. And one of them that we're going to start out with is how to assassinate from a cafe. Folks, don't do this at home. I'm not even telling you to do it at all. We're talking about countries. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. It, 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 it's, it's an interesting subject, but let me, let me explain what the background is for very briefly. In, in, in 2010, I published an article, Assassination via Coffee Shop. And uh, I followed that up eventually, but with, with uh, uh, three more articles um, over, over time, 2016, 2018, I don't remember exact, the, the, the exact dates of all of them, etc. cetera. Um, what, we, what we need to understand, and this is, a, a, this is a complex subject, but it's easy to talk about because there's very little we can do about it. And that is that all automobiles manufactured today, all of them, have many, many tens of computers embedded in the automobile. In other words, there is a computer which activates your brakes. There's a computer which activates your um, uh, fuel lines. It's not one computer does it all. They're separate computers. Well, the average automobile today has as many as 80 different computer systems in it and hundreds of thousands of lines of code for those who understand what code is. Okay? Now, all automobiles... Every automobile manufactured after the year 2000 is vulnerable to cyber attack. An electric vehicle, by its nature, is much more vulnerable. But all automobiles are vulnerable. And we need to be aware of this. Now, is there anything that any of us as private citizens can do about this? I don't think there is. Because none of us have access to these computers. But we all need to be aware that this situation exists because automobiles today are highly unsafe, highly unsafe when it comes to the ability for hackers to access them. There was a recent case uh, 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 where one person has a lark hacked into 25 different Tesla automobiles just to see if he could do it. And he shut off their brakes or he shut off their fuel lines while they were running, while people were in it. Now, he didn't harm anybody, but certainly if he had intended to, he could have. So this is a case of being aware of something that is going on today in the world. And if anybody's interested, the, 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 the articles are available. Again, the, the title of the, of the first article is Assassination via Coffee Shop. And you can, you can simply look it up on the Internet, and it's, it's there. You can, you can read it. It's a, it's a relatively short article, and it had a... A, a, a massive number of views at the time. I don't remember how many, but um, uh, and um, this is a this is a very interesting subject, but something that none of us can have anything can have any, any counter to it. There's the only way you can the only way you can counter it is buying a very old automobile. Right. Get them pickup trucks. <laughs> well, the pickup trucks are new, are modern as well. <laughs> that won't help you. Yeah, no, I'm you talking about the old ones. Manufactured before yeah, 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 yeah. We actually, we sold an old Volvo station wagon that used to be completely without computer system from 1979, I think it was. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, it gets costly running those also. Of so course. people have got to pick I'm and saying, choose, there, you know. Nothing is a guarantee. Generally speaking, Japanese automobiles are more reliable in the sense 
more reliable than American automobiles, and American automobiles are more reliable than European automobiles because Europeans basically don't understand software. They have there are there is very little software development in Europe that is worth anything mm. on an international plane. So that's life. So tell us more about how to assassinate from a cafe. Well, you sit in your ca- in your cafe on your on, on 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 your computer and you hack into somebody's automobile, you discover that it belongs to um, uh, 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 Joseph uh, XYZ or whatever, and you shut off his brakes. All he's going down to hell. Mm-hmm. We've all seen them in movies where uh, somebody cut the brake line for James Bond and he barely managed to get, escape alive or something like that. So you don't have to cut anything. You can just simply turn it off. A lot of fun, right? Yeah. Your automobile is turned off while you're, while you're driving at high speed. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if it's not that, then they can just, even if you had one of the old trucks or the old cars, you know, that you could really fix yourself and they weren't computerized, they can hack the traffic light system and get people into accidents that way. I mean, it, it's like you, you can try to beat it, not, but... That's not an individual. You can't direct that towards Mr. So-and-so. I see, I see. Here you can, act, you can say, okay, okay that's a good I know point. how to find Mr. So-and-so yes. and get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, that's right. Uh, are they, in the olden days, what they do, they just, like, find your car and they cut your brakes. <laughs> All right. Or shoot you in the head. All right, yeah, they could do it that way, too. If they really want you, they can, they're going to get you anyway. All right, with that, <laughs> with that um, happy news... What what else would you like to speak about here? Well, I, I want to mention something which a lot of people are going to be very upset with me, but I'm going to talk about it briefly, and it's something that, again, needs to be voiced, needs to be on the table. There's a certain family whose name is the Windsor family, and they are the self-styled royalty of never Great Britain. Uh, as you people know, people that listen to me, I'm not... I'm not a great fan of, of, of the United Kingdom or of England or of Britain. And I'm certainly not a great fan of this family who has lived for generations off uh, of, 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 uh, enormous quantities of stolen capital that they stole all over the, all over the world. And uh, they live above the law. They are the law. They have enormous privileges. And now uh, the, 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 the queen of England has now um, uh, taken away the privileges of one of his one of her sons, who was accused of pedophilia. Of course, all of these people are are weird in, ter- in everything ter- in terms of of of, of um, uh, uh, um, how should I how should I phrase that politely? Um, rash hedonism, because they have no limitations. They can do whatever they want, and they do. So these are not nice people. These are people that are basically parasites on society. Again, people that live in Australia or Britain or Canada will be very angry with me for saying, for saying this. This is my take on things, and you don't have to accept my view, but I don't happen to like parasites. I don't think they have, uh, they have any positive thing in the world. If I look back a little bit on Queen Victoria, the one who was considered the, the paragon of virtue, while her armies went around the world and murdered 100 million people during the, at, during the time of her reign. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that virtue. 
But that's the Windsor family. And again, things need to be put on the table sometimes, even if some people don't like hearing it. So they took those privileges away from Andrew, the so-called prince. My heart bleeds for him. Poor fellow. We are not amused. Exactly. If I can quote A them. pedophile who, who, who took advantage of a young girl to, for, for his own sexual pleasures, unbridled, no, no, no limitations on what he can do because he is royalty. Yes. I, I'm not impressed. Some animals are, are more equal than other animals. You're very correct. You're very correct. People should go rewatch Animal Farm and reread 1984 because it's not fiction anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, Animal Farm, by the way, in my personal opinion, was even a better book than 1984. Um, it, it was at least as poignant as 1984, and I thought it was better written than 1984. But that's a question of taste. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all. But I found Animal Farm, even as, even as a as a... Uh, a teenager, when I first read it, I found it one of the most amazing books in the, that I'd ever read, and I still and I still do. Yeah, and you know what? You don't even have to read it. I mean, it's always better to read the book, but they they have like the movie on um, YouTube. I know for 1984 they do for free. You can watch it there in black and white. But uh, Animal Farm, I would assume they do. I never looked, but um, I, I don't know. I've never. I poignant. haven't seen either one of those movies, but. I read them as ch- children, as chi- as a child, yes, yes. and I still think they're enormously memorable and ought to be. Yes, and when you look at, the, you know, just with the corona situation today, you see, um, you know, as soon as the cameras are off, every one of these, like, politicians rip off their masks, but everybody else and our kids all day long for eight hours or more have to have masks on their face where they're breathing in their own schnot and their own saliva and their own bacteria. And it's like a Petri dish. And we're, we're forcing this on our poor, poor kids and ourselves, by the way. But the, the elite, they don't have to, we, we often see them without the mask, you know? So it's, you know, no, it's what is it? Rules for thee and not for me? Or how does it go? It's even better than that tomorrow. The CDC, who mandates masks for children, conducted a study of 90,000 children in which they discovered that the masks have no positive effect but a very strong negative effect on the same children, and they mandate it. Yes. So it's not about our health. No. There's more and more we, people are realizing it's about controlling us and about yes. limiting us. And when you limit people, you're controlling them more. You control their movement. You control their gathering, who they speak to, how you long they speak to their people. their minds. Which their is minds. Yes, everything. Control and their the way they think about things. All right. And, you know, people think, well, if I just comply and I get the green pass and I'll be able to move, I'll be able to travel. But it's just until the next thing that they make you do. And the next thing. And what, how many shots are you going to take? How many... Um, mandates are you going to listen to in order to keep that coveted green pass or green passport because you think it, it'll free you up when in fact it's enslaving you all right we're going to be right back everybody the music's on don't go anywhere
Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller, and me, Matt Zucker, for Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamariano Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. We're talking about uh, different news stories today. We talked about how to assassinate from a cafe and the new technology that they're using in order to control people and uh, control their vehicles control uh they're smart this they're smart that their computer this their computer that and we also talked about the windsor family you know the rules for thee but not for me or however that goes and the next one we're going to get um eyebrow lifting dr mordechai ben menachem and that's france bans incest you mean it wasn't banned before <laughs> your, your question is wonderful um let me explain what happened. First of all, France passed a law, I think it was last week, um, to uh, outlaw incest. And so the question is, what you just asked, what do you mean, it wasn't before? The answer is no. Uh, France has not had laws against incense, incest since the French Revolution. In other words, the, uh, uh, the end of the, uh, the 18th century. There are no laws against incest. Well, okay. So if France doesn't have laws against incest, well, what about, isn't that a normal thing to do to outlaw incest? Well, actually, no. Um, uh, Netherlands does not have a law against incest. Not in Spain. Um, I won't go down the list because it, it'll, it'll just bore, bore, bore people or sicken people. But more than 20 countries in the world today, significant major countries, do not have laws against incest. So if a if a now, in the parent States, there is no specific law against incest, but there is a law that if you have incest with a minor, then you have then you're you're in trouble for what they're called corrupting a minor. Oh, so you okay? So you mean like maybe like uh, forty eight states? Maybe not like Kentucky or <laughs> I'm just joking, every or North Carolina. I'm just joking, everybody. Just joking. So well, actually, there, there, there are no laws in most countries, in, in many of these countries. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the number is 22 or 23, if I'm not mistaken. Um, countries in the world, major countries, that do not have laws against incest. And uh, 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 not having laws against it means that if it is consensual and both of them are not minors, then it's perfectly legal. So a brother and a sister, fine. A father, God forbid, and a daughter, fine. Yep. 
So, but but these countries, especially, I mean, France was under the church. You would think that it's one it's one of the, you know, commandments of God not to lie with you know and see the nakedness of, you know, a, a close. Well, what, about, what about Spain and Portugal? They're even also more, right. So. And and you and you can't claim well it's obvious therefore they didn't do it because it's obvious not to murder but it's against the law to murder in these countries. Yeah, well. well, So I guess when it comes to um, relations, another aspect here that we should mention: pleasurable relations. They bend the rules. Sorry. I'm saying when it comes maybe when it comes to pleasurable relations. They look the other way, bend the rules, lean backwards to let, you know. They don't bend the rules. They don't have rules. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you're saying. Now, there's another aspect to this, this concept that we need to talk about, okay? And that is what's called consanguinity. Very long word. It's not precisely incest. It's sort of, you might call it borderline incest. What happens when uh, 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 two people marry and they are what we call first cousins. Marrying within the family. Um, I think now, first cousins is legal. That is very common. Yes. Especially in, with, the, uh, with the Arab nations and things like that. Well, with all, not with Arab, but all Muslim nations, it is allowed under Islam. Mm-hmm. And in many countries, it is strongly encouraged. The population group with the highest level of consanguinity in the world are the so-called Palestinian Arabs, where it gets to nearly 70% in almost every area. Now remember, Gazan Arabs hate Arabs from Hebron, Hebron Arabs hate them, the, the Arabs from, from Janine, and etc., etc. They won't marry with one with outside their clan, so consanguinity is very normal among them. As again, more than, uh, so pardon me, nearly 70% of marriages are um, uh, uh, very close related. 70%. And the result of that, and I have this from a, 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 a um, uh, um, general uh, uh, managing director of a, of a Arab hospital here in Jerusalem, I won't mention the name, um, the Arabs in the in these areas have the highest rate of eye disease in the world, have the highest rate of dialysis in the world, dialysis, a kidney disease, and have the highest rate of uh, uh, of many other afflictions. In other words, from consanguinity, uh, pardon me, I should rephrase that. From rampant consanguinity, the so-called Palestinians, their genome is collapsing. I, I would imagine that perhaps the, the intelligence, it would affect the intelligence as well without a mixture of enough blood. That is unclear. That is unclear. Okay. There, there, there does not seem to be any data to confirm or deny the issue of intelligence, uh, consanguinity directly or indirectly affecting what's called intelligent quotients. Interesting. There's no direct evidence for that. Hmm. Have they done studies? Or? Here nor there. There is direct evidence concerning these these afflictions that I mentioned, like eye disease, dialysis, and etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, and again, this is from a, 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 the general chairman of a very leading hospital here in Jerusalem, which a hospital which is limited only to um, uh, Arabs. By the way, for those people who like to talk about um, apartheid in Israel, they, they should be aware that while Israeli law certainly totally outlaws anything, uh, any sort of discrimination, all the hospitals in Israel that are run by the Catholic Church practice apartheid very strictly. No Jew is allowed inside. No Jew is allowed to work there. No Jew is allowed to be a patient there. They have a strict policy of no Jews allowed for anything. They don't even buy supplies within Israel. They import everything. Strict apartheid for all Catholic hospitals in the, in the state of Israel. So, Mordechai, getting back to France banning incest, finally, uh, what do you think, what, did it say what the catalyst was? Why, why all of a sudden they did it now and haven't done it before? Um, the report that I saw, um, uh, they seemed to uh, uh, try to inquire why the ban was, why now? And the answer was, we don't want to answer you. Now, what? The answer was what? It was, we, don't want, we don't want to answer that question. Ah, okay. Now, that's an implication. I'm not, it's not clear that that was, that was the actual exact question. It's not clear that that was the exact answer. This was implied. So your question is correct. It's a good question. There does not seem to be a reasonable answer to that question. Hmm. But it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating phenomenon. Why do most European countries not have laws against incest? As you said, wouldn't that be part of what the church teaches, the, to prohibit incest? Well, evidently not. Evidently. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no expert on inner church teachings, but uh, the fact of the matter is most European countries do not have laws to outlaw, outlaw incest. If they're consult, consult, consenting adults, pardon my uh, stammer for a moment, if they're consenting adults, it is legal, it is lawful. All right, so just to make, to make clear, so incest is not allowed between adults to adults. And, and no, it is allowed between two adults. Even now, even now with them changing the law and outlawing it. Oh, that's it. only in France. That's only France. That's not, that's not Spain or, 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 or Netherlands or many others. Okay, so it's only forbidden for minors, you're saying. But that's a different law. That's, that's, that's a, the issue of corrupting a minor. Now, what countries have that law, I'm not aware. I know that that law exists in the United States. Again... As far as I'm aware, most there is no federal law in the, in America against incest. There may be state laws against it. I'm not sure. There are laws clearly in the United States, I believe, all over again of, of concerning sex with 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 minors. Uh, um, uh, uh, but those are laws talking about corrupting a minor and not laws specific to incest. Okay. And so what are we supposed to take away from this? I don't know. I, 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 I take away from it the, the fact that, that the level of morality in, 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 the, 
in the in most of the so-called Western world is sort of in the dumps. <laughs> well, we kind of knew that before, right? Yes, I mean that's what it, you know for Westerners who don't see it because we're so desensitized to it. You can tell if you're moral or not many times by your you know how the, your enemy looks at you like the Islam and they see the Western women how they dress like ladies of the evening and even dress their children in these cute little scrumptious, you know scrumptious outfits. It, you know it says something. Anyway, we got to go to a, go to a break. We're going to be right back. Everybody, don't go anywhere. Are you tired of political correctness and the fear that you might offend someone? I'm not afraid to offend you. Wow, look who's talking tough. One has to be tough to keep sane today. Hi, I'm Alan Skorsky. And I'm Bela Seabrow. And join us every Wednesday for The Definitive Wrap as we interview the most sought-after guests and expose progressive trends that masquerade as enlightenment but actually destroy our freedoms. We are the No Wolf Zone, so buckle up to this exciting show. Buckling up, but I'm driving. <laughs> sure, you can drive, but I'm the navigator. Tune in for the No Nonsense, the definitive rap show, every Wednesday on Israel News Talk Radio. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and I am here with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a, uh, a com- he commentates on Mideastern world issues. He's here talking to us about a whole sort uh, of salad of, of news and, and items. And uh, we're going to use this last segment we, that we have in order to concentrate now on uh, the Jewish nation, and that is the holiday of Tubishvat, which falls this week. And uh, Tubishvat is the holiday of trees, of renewal. It's the birthday of trees. It's the, um, well, you know what? I'll just let our guests tell us all about it. Because you're also a rabbi, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. You have a rabbinical degree. So, yes, 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 I am. Go ahead. As a matter of fact, uh, Tubishvat, first of all, begins in about 30 minutes. Um, as people probably are aware, uh, the, the day for uh, in Judaism begins with the with the evening, uh, as it says in the Bible, uh, uh, evening and morning the first day, etc. We we tend to take we tend to take uh, uh, these things very seriously. So the day begins at um, uh, 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 at, at the evening, and so Tu B'Shvat is in about in, 30, in about thirty minutes from now. If you're listening uh, live on Sunday, <laughs> means fifteen. Shvat is the name of the month. And basically, the uh, it's a holiday which is not listed in the Torah, but is basically defined by the Torah in a in a in a roundabout manner. In other words, there are things that the Torah demand, demands that one needed needed to come up with a a specific date for when to uh, uh, when to look at them. And the the Mishnah defined that as saying there are each year has four uh, New Years. For different kinds of New Year, there's a, a New Year of of uh, of the kings, in other words, of of uh, uh, of how things are managed, and that begins around the time of 
of Pesach, the, the time of, 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 of the month of Nisan. And there's a new year uh, that everybody's aware of, is so-called Rosh Hashanah, which is the, the new year of, of, uh, of the calendar. And there's a new year of the trees. And I won't go into the fourth, it's not important to us here. New year of the trees, which is the, in the month of Shvat. And there was a debate if it should be the first day of Shvat or the 15th day of Shvat. And it was uh, deliberated and they came up with the, with the uh, conclusion that it was being the 15th day of, of, of Shvat. Because the beginning of Shvat, it's still, it's still, still too cold for the sap to really begin to run in the trees. And that, that is the precise definition of when to uh, of when the new year of the trees begins, when the sap begins to rise in the trees, and that's decided upon being the fifteenth. But what is it? What are, what are exactly we're talking about? What, what does it mean a new year of the trees? And you know, it's a, it's a concept which is kind of strange to people that aren't directly involved. Well, we need to think about it this way. It's a Judaism is is uh, uh, at one of the same time. Both highly philosophical and highly practical. It's a it's an amalgamation of both concepts of both attitudes. So philosophically, um, everyone needs to understand that in terms of Judaism, um, uh, um, uh, 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 everything and anything dealing with Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, is different from every other land. Um, and so what we need to understand is that the specific fruits for which the land of Israel is best known are fruits that have a specific meaning. And uh, some people may be aware that uh, about 100 years ago, there was a uh, scientist who managed to discover that the origin of wheat, actually wheat originally originated here in the land of Israel. <coughs> and, <coughs> pardon me. And he discovered that original, uh, uh, um, that original, um, um, how do you say it in English? Um, Zan. Um, that, that original uh, um, uh, type of wheat. And he was a sci- uh, an, agra- uh, an agronomist well known throughout the world at the time. It's about 1916. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, and and there are there are seven there are seven things like that that we talk about wheat barley um, uh, pomegranates uh, uh, figs etc that for which for which the land of Israel is specifically known and this is not this is not an issue of you know okay look these are nice foods let's talk about how nice the food is we're not talking about the food we're talking about the philosophical concept here. So when we look at each of these foods, when we look at each of these, each of them has specific characteristics that are very significant, very significant in terms of how one views the world. So if, for instance, we look at uh, the pomegranate with its hundreds of seeds, hundreds of pods inside. If we look at uh, the date where you eat the outside and throw away the inside. If we look at, um, uh, 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 um, for instance, um, uh, an almond, where you eat the inside and throw away the outside. All of these have philosophical, have mystical meanings 
that someone who is aware of these things, particularly uh, uh, concerning how you, we go about um, um, not just uh, taking advantage of these fruits, but also how uh, how they have meaning to the world. And these are very significant concepts in Judaism. You cannot really understand anything about Judaism if you don't understand the inner workings of how these various things um, uh, have meaning to them. And the holiday of Tubishvat, while it's a very um, minor holiday, it has no specific uh, uh, commandments to it. It's a holiday that has high, that is very highly sophisticated and highly meaningful in terms of philosophy. So maybe in the last uh, two, two or so minutes of the show now, you can just give a quick summary of how Jews celebrate the holiday so our listeners can get an idea or if they want to do more of it this year than they did last year. They can do that. Okay. Well, there are different there are different customs. I won't go into the the various different customs, but we we we, we try to um, uh, eat on the on the on the evening of Tubishvat. That is to say, uh, um, uh, let's say uh, an hour from now when I sit down for for supper, uh, and I'll be going to friends for that today. Um, we'll, we'll sit down and we'll we'll eat uh, the various fruits in a specific order. In other words, in the order in which they're mentioned in the Torah. Um, and, and for each one of them, we will discuss their various mystical characteristics. As I said, uh, just as a, as a comparison, uh, comparing uh, almonds where you throw away the outside and eat the inside to dates where you eat the outside and throw away the inside. And etc. cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, olives, for instance, are similar in that sense to dates. You eat the outside and you throw away the inside. Um, uh, uh, a fig, you eat it, eat it in its entirety, um, and etc. etc. Wheat, you eat it in its entirety, and and uh, all these all these other things like that, and we try to sample as many different ones as we can. So I have uh, I have uh, uh, and aside from the common things, I also have here um, 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 that I that will be serving uh, different ways of, of I've prepared. Uh, 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 lemons. I've prepared. Um, uh, what's it called in English? Uh, uh, etog. Uh, uh, citron. A citron, right? Uh, 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 I've prepared uh, uh, many different kinds of things, etc., so that we can we can we can try different ways of eating it, and we can basically praise the Creator for the beauty and the uh, 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 and the variety and, and the and the and all the goodness that He's given us. Um, these are very important concepts, and they're they're important because they give um, meaning to life, which is not hedonism, which is not, you know, how can I how can my body enjoy get the maximum enjoyment out of life, but how can I really look at life as being much much more than just the physical? So I would just want to remind everybody also, you know, just like we have a Passover Seder. There is a Tubishvat Seder. And uh, as uh, Dr. and Rabbi Mordechai Ben Menachem was telling you all, that we have uh, so many of these fruits on the table, uh, most of them, many of them uh, dried fruits. 
and uh, and we will take it, and we will make a blessing over it, a, a bracha, or a, a blessing over it, and everybody does it together. In school, the kids will dress up uh, um, with like little, you know, crowns of leaves and flowers and things, uh, like to celebrate the holiday of the trees, because um, that's what we're celebrating. And we know that uh, that the winter is going to be over, that uh, the first first buds will be coming out, um, you know, soon. And, are uh, already coming out. If you if you yeah. travel around the area around Jerusalem today, you will see thousands of almond trees yes. flowering because it's the, almond yeah. is the only is almost the only tree in the world who flowers before it gives leaves. Ah, I see that I did not know. I knew that they flowered very very early. That the nut trees uh, generally flower very very early. But you know what? You're right. I never thought about that. That's a very good point. So, so very interesting. Very and we've been having tree. rainstorms it's, it's here not, also. There wasn't a chance that Aaron's staff was of all was of almond wood. Mm-hmm. Aaron, which is Moses' brother, Torah, it was his staff that flowered when none of the others did, because the almonds flowers before any other. That's correct, and I remember learning that. All right. Well, the music uh, is uh, it's coming on. It's the end of the show here. And I want to remind. I, well, first, I want to wish everybody a very happy Tubishvat holiday tonight. If you're listening on Sunday and tomorrow. And I want to remind everybody also to go and watch our new videos, our video interviews that we're doing It is fascinating stuff. We don't always have them on the air here. And I want to, again, thank Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem for being with us. Thank you. Chag Sameach. Thank you. Happy holiday. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.